Welcome back to Sweet Script Stories. I am Eric Grubaugh. And I'm Tim Dietrich. And we have a special guest today, uh, Chidi, who runs the NetSuite Insights platform. Welcome, Chidi. Thank you, guys. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for reaching out to us, and thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, I thought we'd get started by asking you to tell us a little bit about what you do. What is your role in the NetSuite world? Yeah, sure. So I'm the Chidi Okurirea. I jokingly tell people to forget the last name because it's always, they always almost always get it wrong. So just call me Chidi. That's fine. And in the NetSuite space, well, I'll consider myself to be an IT professional um, and a NetSuite specialist. So I moved in from doing general development some years back. And right now I work at Points International in uh, Toronto. And my role is basically everything related to NetSuite, literally. So from development to um, a bit of administration, um, internal consulting, working with a partner, um, translating requirements from the finance team to the dev team. And that kind of sums up also where I like to be in the NetSuite space kind of expose myself to as much as possible. I mean, development will still be my sweet sport, sport but um, I don't just see myself as only a developer. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of people who do development work end up doing a whole bunch of other things as well, so. Yeah. Interesting. So I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and you've got an interesting background, especially your education. I think you have um, a degree in electrical engineering, uh, one in embedded systems. And I think you also have like a formal um, IT degree as well. So how did you end up, you know, sort of what was your path in that sort of yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Indeed, I um, started off several years ago uh, with a bachelor's in electrical engineering, and I remember graduating and deciding on my graduation day that I would go into software because um, electronics was not as interesting as I thought it would be, and software just seemed to give me um, more uh, gratification, let's say, and so. From there, I actually moved towards software engineering. So the step embedded systems was kind of uh, in the direction of software, but um, leveraging what I knew and gradually getting to that world. And after that master program, I did a software technology um, post-master degree where um, I actually got, let's say my formal software um, education. Of course, I've been, I've been developing on the side and, and learning stuff myself. And so yeah, with that background, I started my career um, and, and I worked for four years at a couple of companies doing general software development. I worked on um, Inca infotainment systems at TomTom, uh, Tom, that's one of the uh, big infotainment manufacturers uh, in the Netherlands, actually around the world, their products are using lots of cars. And so I did some mobile programming there, some C++, uh, Java, and after that, I worked in yet another multinational, but doing something really different, um, desktop uh, programming for data visualization. And in 2016, I got this unique opportunity to actually start an IT department at a, a Dutch company in the sustainable energy space. 
And that was actually my first encounter with Netflix because when I got in, the first task was we need an ERP system. We need it yesterday. Find one. And I still remember that at that point, it wasn't even very clear to me what the difference between an ERP system and a CRM was. It's so funny looking back at how little I knew about that, that, that um, this space. And so we spent the next, let's say, one year actually looking at different vendors, trying to figure out what we wanted, what was there, what was out there in the market, and how, how to decide, I mean, how to choose, um, and, and all that stuff. And at the end, we uh, opted for NetSuite. And um, the initial implementation was to take three months. I think everyone except me probably knew that that was not realistic, but um, I guess you have to set goals. It took us a year, a full year to get to, get to really a go-life point. And um, yeah, that was my first encounter with NetSuite uh, for starting of doing like some data migration, data scrubbing and migration, which turned out to be a, a big chore. Uh, and then just before go live, our implementation partner actually ran out of development capacity and we had an important integration with uh, an in-house CRM system, uh, in-house lead, lead management system, sorry. And so yeah, I had been looking at the code a bit. I'm a developer, so I figured, well, I could help. It's not doesn't look that complex. And <laughs> the rest is kind of history. I uh, kind of took over that module, um, started doing some more development, and then administration after we went live, uh, we built some more modules. And um, at some point, actually helped the company set up a like, control management structure because things were not yet getting out of hand, but I could see it getting there where everybody was requesting something. There was no document, proper documentation plan and everything was kind of heading towards chaos. Uh, and so I helped them kind of de develop a structure where there was, it was clear, I mean, who's doing what, make sure we communicate with one another. We had more developers, so we actually had to, to do that. We were work still working with a partner. And at the end of 2019, I kind of phased myself out um, because my family moved to a different country. And so I came to Canada and I've been a year at points um, where I work with a lot of pleasure as an entry specialist. And when I have time, I still do network development uh, consulting on my own on the side. And of course, network insights. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a fascinating background. Uh, I'm curious, I also have a, an electrical engineering degree. I'm curious, did you, how does that help you? Do you still use any of that? Not, obviously not, you're not building circuits or anything like that or designing power grids, but does some of that information carry over into your development skill? Um, not at all. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I wonder why I went to school. <laughs> But um, yeah, of course, in the background, some of that, maybe, I, I mean, I guess the, the most important thing I learned in university was the way to approach problems. And, and that's something I still use. But in terms of the actual content of my study, um, no, I mean, I'm almost, mm -hmm. you, you, if you ask me a basic electronics question, I'll probably fumble now because I haven't done anything. Oh, and actually, good. I realized I didn't have that much interest. I mean, I mean, building a circuit, designing a circuit took much, much longer than just writing code and seeing it work or not work. Right. And that was for me the, the main thing. I think the, 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 the whole development cycle with electronics was just too slow for me. Whereas with software, I know very fast whether what I'm doing makes sense or not. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think it just, it just kind of fits a bit more in the retrospect. It fits a bit more with my 
my personality. But interesting that you have you have that background as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember staying up really late nights, uh, like plugging wires into different holes in a in a pegboard, trying to get little LEDs to light up, <laughs> and it took yeah. like hours upon hours to get some of those circuits right. I think for me, I think one of the most important things I take from electrical engineering into software is just the logic like yeah. you kind of mentioned problem solving but also you know designing logical circuits is a lot like designing the paths through your 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 software system and being able to like reduce or rearrange logical conditions that's definitely one thing i i still use all the time from electrical engineering but beyond that I could not build you a light bulb circuit right now. Yeah. We are in the same boat, my friend. <laughs> it's really interesting that you guys both do have that same, you know, educational background. Um, it's not something I was expecting us to hit on on this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So along those same lines, I noticed on your profile that you have uh, three of the NetSuite certifications, the obviously the Suite Foundation, the Sweet Cloud Developer uh, Cert, and then the uh, um, Administrator Certification. How how important have they been to you, or have they been, I should say, you know, in in your career over the past several years? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I indeed got the certifications last year, and I'm actually currently working on, on the next one, the the um, ERP Consultant one. Um, how important have they been? It's probably hard to tell, um, uh, but. Maybe I can speak more about why I, I decided to do them in the first place. So, um, like I mentioned, I was I, I we moved last year, and so I was kind of changing, uh, somewhat changing careers, right? Because I had worked as a developer, as an IT manager, and now I kind of decided I wanted to go into NetSuite, and I felt, and I still feel that certification um, kind of gets you gets one foot in the door, so to speak. I think that's the most value I see in it. That if two candidates were to pretty much be um, at par. The one who has certification is likely to be considered more favorably than the one who doesn't. Uh, but beyond that, um, I think the, the value of certification is actually hyped. And that's probably something I want to blog, up, blog about soon because I see on LinkedIn pretty much every day, people celebrating that they have all five certifications and all that kind of stuff. And I always ask myself, well, What's really the value? First of all, I, I wonder whether you need all five because two are user certifications. So I wonder why people want to combine the kind of um, consultant ones with the user ones, but that's a separate topic. Um, I feel like um, the knowledge I got preparing for the certifications was, is what was valuable. Uh, because in my case, I was really fortunate that at my previous company, I actually got a, a year pass. So I had access to NetSuite's full repertoire of courses, and I actually pretty much looked at everything that they had. And there's some good content there. At some point, you, you begin to see that it's repetitive, and obviously, it's pretty expensive. So I get that most people would be willing to pay for it out of pocket. I didn't have to. And so the knowledge I got there kind of prepared me for my work now. So sometimes I get problems, and 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 people mention things. And I just remember that in one of those courses, I, I, I heard of something, and then I kind of have a starting place to start looking for answers. Um, but I won't place too much value on certification. And I, I'll probably say anyone listening and maybe hiring, um, I think experience is still much, what, much more than just that paper. The exam itself is also not super, super difficult. So uh, someone could get a certification without too much effort, and it doesn't say too much about them. 
Um, so people need to be careful when they uh, are just looking at certification as the means to determine who is good, because most of the good guys I've met don't have certification. They never bothered, and they've never seen the need. But they are still great, uh, great nets with uh, consultants and, and developers. So take it with a pinch of salt. Um, seek to see who has knowledge and actually try to poke why they are going for the certification because it's probably the, the key to, to knowing whether they're, they're good or not. That would be my take. That's, uh, that's great feedback. Eric, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think that was pretty well said. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that from both of you guys because I'm not certified yet. That's something I'm, it drives me nuts because I've just, I'm so busy. It sounds like a total lame excuse, but I've been so busy that I haven't really had an opportunity to do it. At the same time, I'm going through the training for um, for Sweet Foundation right now, reviewing it. And I think the one thing I see out of it, just in preparing to take the exam, is that it makes me look at areas of NetSuite that maybe I don't normally look at. You know, poke in the dark corners that I. <laughs> As a developer, I don't necessarily need to know certain things, but having that background, I think, really helps. And um, so it's probably, it's interesting, I guess what I'm getting at is I think there may be more value in preparing to get the certification than actually getting or having the certification. Exactly. I think mm -hmm. that's, that, that's really the most value. Like I said, the exam itself, I mean, I'm prepared to take the next one and I've taken two. I did. I, I think I did the, the Sweet Foundation on one day and the other two on, on, together on, on another day. And yeah, it was, I mean, like most exams, they ask some stuff that are just useless. Like, where can you find this menu path in NetSuite? Like, who cares? If I need to find a menu path, I'll just do page colon and I'll find it. So those kind mm -hmm. of questions show up and sometimes it's annoying because you're preparing for stuff that you really know in practice you don't need, but that's like most exams. So I wouldn't for them on that. But the other thing to mention, I think that people, listeners need to be aware of is NetSuite, at least at the time I took the exam, doesn't actually publish their pass mark. So I feel that that's just a bad thing to do because you don't know if they're passing people at 40 or 50 or 60 or 90. So mm -hmm. how do you value what someone has a certificate, but how do you value what they actually know? I mean, who knows how NetSuite is doing that? And so Yeah. It just makes it harder for me to rely on those results because who, who cares? I mean, maybe they're just checking. I don't know. I don't want to shed bad light on that. I don't have any reason to do that, but I'm just saying I don't see why they shouldn't publish um, what the pass marks are. And the fact that they might have to change that um, over time is, is fair, but it just don't tell you. So it also means you really don't know. If you fail, you don't really know why you fail because they wouldn't necessarily tell you which questions you got wrong. So the exam itself is not, it's not the greatest education I've done, but well, it gets your foot in the door sometimes. And yeah, it kind of could be a um, differentiator in some cases. So why not? Right. Yeah. I don't so, think I can add anything to that. That was all. <laughs> yeah. I've asked you about it before and you've always downplayed it in, uh, in a way that makes me feel good. On the other hand, I think maybe I shouldn't be wasting my time on it. <laughs> so I'm sure that like a lot of listeners, um, there's just so much confusion around it. And uh, so, yeah. so thanks for your input on that. Um, moving along, uh, the other thing that you do, GD, is uh, a site called NetSuite Insights. Tell us a little about your work on that and what you're doing there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, NetSuite Insights is what keeps me up at night these days. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, preparing blogs it takes quite some some time. So maybe just a step back. I started Netsuite Insights um, last July. I published my first uh, post on, on July first, and I've been playing with the idea for a while. Um, I listened to your 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 last episode, and I think um, I could relate very much to what Eric said. Um, over the last four years or so, I've been working in Netsuite. I've had a lot of moments where I spent hours trying to figure out something that turned out to be quite easy or turned out to be just one of those glitches in NetSuite that if you just didn't know, you'd, you'd probably go the wrong path. And and till till I started NetSuite Insights, I didn't have any real way of, first of all, documenting that for myself so I could re- easily refer to it, but also sharing with other people. And and so at the point I figured um, I'll, I'll just start something and just start kind of dropping my ideas there um, so that other people can benefit from it. So. The key of Netsuite Insights for me is empowerment. Um, there's a very interesting saying in, in, in Dutch that translates um, more or less to having knowledge is power, but sharing knowledge requires strength or is strength. And essentially the point is it's very easy to, to, to pose as an expert or to be an expert, but you act, your, 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 your strength is actually being able to empower other people. And so that's what Netsuite Insights is, is pretty much about. Um, and I've started the ball rolling by uh, blogging pretty much about what, what I know and things I encounter in my job. Uh, so I try to, 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 do, to do an article every two weeks or, or so. Um, but my idea is actually that I can get other people who have something to say and are looking for a place to, to blog, to uh, do, do their own guest posts and kind of um, expand the, the knowledge there so that it's not just me saying what I know or me looking at the world from my perspective, but actually uh, uh, kind of having the community to, to, to work together. And, 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 and the longer term goal essentially is from, from my point of view is to raise the standards a bit. Um, it's kind of what you guys are doing. Eric is sending this message about you know, software development practices and all that kind of stuff. Um, my experience working with different people from Netsuite community has been that a lot of people come into Netsuite having done some other stuff, um, mostly not with a software background. And so they kind of approach Netsuite um, with, uh, how would I say, a kind of weak or empty toolkit and, and just pick up bad practices if they've, if they've not had exposure to anything better. So I feel like um, by sharing these ideas and, and doing the kind of work we're doing, we, we kind of force the community to, 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 to um, seek higher standards. And also uh, we force our employers or our, uh, whoever has given us a job to expect more from us, which in the long term will benefit everybody. Um, so yeah, it's my way of giving back. It's my way of um, trying to raise the standards and trying to empower the people. But most importantly, I'm hoping that I can do that with others. So anyone listening um, and is interested in blogging, I mean, I'm open to different forms, if it's podcasting or making videos, whatever it is. I mean, I believe there are lots of people who have stuff to share. And, and Netflix Insights is one of the ways that you can, you can, you can share that knowledge. That's great. I think it's a, an excellent effort. Um, obviously, I do agree that the standards might be a bit too low, and uh, we need to raise them. We do need to expect more from each other and from the ecosystem. Um, so what kinds of, I mean, you mentioned formats, but what are the topics, you know, other than just NetSuite, what are the topics you're looking or hoping to uh, uncover more of on this platform? 
Yeah, so um, I'm really open. I don't want I don't want to limit myself by streamlining mm-hmm. to a particular direction, but I, I could I could speak to what what's already there now, what I have off my sleeves. So obviously, I mean, with my background with administration and development, I've been writing articles that are generally related to yeah software utilities that I've made or, or patterns that I've seen. For instance, today I just released uh, an input input dialogues probably got published uh, while we are recording this podcast. Um, um, so um, I'm, I'm not limiting myself to that, but where I actually see a lot of need and I'm looking for people with expertise is stuff like financials. I mean, as a developer, you can get, get away without having to deal with financials and, and, and details there, but looking at NetSuite as a whole, um, there's, a, I mean, that's essentially a financial system. So I'll be looking to get insights into yeah, different modules, fixed asset management, essentially um, focusing on stuff that make the whole NetSuite platform more, more assess, accessible to people. And especially not stuff that you can easily find out there. Like I don't want to just go and copy stuff from Sweet Answers and put it out because I don't see the value in doing that. People need to learn that they can use Sweet Answers and the help center. But sometimes the information there is too much or too little. And so I'm looking for anything that actually enriches what's already there or brings new perspectives or triggers a conversation so people know the options they have and then they can make informed choices. And I do that from my own background um, with more from development and administration and somewhat audit perspective. Um, but I want, I want to see that ex, um, grow to essentially anything around NetSuite. Um, I think that's pretty awesome what you're trying to do there. And you've got some great uh, content on the site already. We uh, will be sure to put a link to NetSuite Insights in the show notes. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, about NetSuite Insights, I, on the about page, you have a comment that you, you wrote that, that says there are basic and not so basic things that I really wish someone told me in uh, your early days. Uh, so if you were going to give some advice to somebody that's just getting started with NetSuite, whether they're as a developer or not, you know, like, uh, what would you say? You probably could write a book, right? <laughs> it was just like, if you had a few minutes and say, look, uh, if you do nothing else, do this, what, what would you tell them? Yeah, I guess I'll tell them to uh, to start off by looking at Eric's blog, if they're developers, but really seriously, because yeah. um, I mean, my first encounter with development was from someone who also picked up development out of need. And for my, in my first year, for instance, I, I was actually writing code in Notepad or whatever, and then going to oh, NetSuite no. and uploading it and doing that for every single change I made. They had mentioned that there's something called SDF and there's Eclipse, but they kind of made it sound like, I mean, it's gonna waste your time, so don't, uh, don't go that way. So that's just one example of, of how I wasted a lot of my life, really, just because the person who led me to NetSuite didn't know better and so I kind of picked up their bad habits. So if you're a developer, I'd say look for resources that that help you get started. And that's also one of the areas I'm trying. I'm like thinking about how we can. I mean, Eric has great great content, but I'm just wondering if there's any way to to kind of have a developer getting started from very basic stuff like your work environment. Like, what kind of tools could you use to make your life easy? What kind of plugins are there? I mean, information is all around. But I'm not sure I've seen any one place where you just kind of have like, you know, go there and kind of follow this, this getting started guide. Uh, but Eric, Eric is the closest that, that I've seen so far with, with, in terms of switch development. When it comes to other stuff, um, 
I would really encourage anybody studying NetSuite that has access to, to um, the training environment to take one of those like NetSuite Essentials courses or NetSuite Administrator courses because they kind of just give you a, a general overview of the whole system within a few hours and, and kind of help you know what's there. And, and then you can decide to zoom in on what matters most to you. So I would really recommend that anybody gets into NetSuite would take those courses, whether you're an administrator or developer or whatever, just take NetSuite Essentials if you, if you can, they're pretty pricey, but sometimes um, as part of the implementation contract, NetSuite might throw in a license there or, uh, or give you very good discounts. So just get one of those courses and do it because it, would, it will help you hit the ground running. And, and hopefully not too long from now, we'd have more resources on NetSuite Insights elsewhere where you could just go and say, well, I'm a developer, filter, and you kind of get uh, kind of a cheat sheet of, of, of what, what you need to know to get started. But I'm not sure it's as easy as that. So um, um, use the resources already there from NetSuite. And if you're a developer, be sure to look at blogs like Eric's. Yeah, I think that's awesome. all really good advice. Um, it is hard to find stuff, but there's not nothing out there. Um, I've definitely been very hesitant to tackle the tools question because it's such like a personal thing once you actually get into development. Um, for, you know, people get very attached to their environments or their, their specific tool sets. So it's a very hard thing to, to cover, um, but it's definitely worth it if someone out there wants to <laughs> write a, a tools post on NetSuite Insights. Let us know. Yeah, and I mean, not 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 necessarily. I mean, I guess the problem comes when you want, want to be opinionated, right? When I say like, this is my tool set and it's the greatest, but essentially that that turns very quickly in the wrong direction. But if right. someone is starting, like I use notepad for for the longest time recently i switched to vs code and i got ESLint in there and it just saved me a lot of effort like finding very simple silly mistakes that mess with otherwise flag so i'm not saying that's the greatest but that's just an example where you say well you know you you can start off with notepad if that's what you want but these are other tools these are other plugins that you can add and this is the value that you might get from it and then let the person decide what they want to do because like you said it's, a, it's at the end. It's, it's more sometimes a matter of taste. But if you don't know what's out there, you probably, I mean, get stay with what you already knew before. And like me, uh, some years back, lose a lot of productivity just because you don't know better, and that's a pity. Got it. Well, that is great advice. Um, I think one of the last last questions that I had for you is you, what are you working on right now that you're excited about? But I think you kind of just told us that, you know, it's, it sounds like you're very passionate about NetSuite Insights and spreading the word. And hopefully this podcast will help you do that. But is there anything else that you're working on in particular, whether it's with that site or at work or, you know, what have you? Yeah, that's really true. NetSuite Insights is, Insights is top of mind for me. So, um, Definitely anyone interested, I recommend that you look look at the site and also subscribe. I mean, the subscription is just a way for me to keep myself accountable, honestly, because knowing that there are like 100 people on that list or whatever number means that when I feel lazy, I, uh, I remember that there are people that are actually expecting something from me and it kind of helps me going. So that's pretty much why I have that in there. Um, so in terms of nested insights, like I said, I hinted at uh, earlier on, I just published uh, an input dialogue utility, which I'm pretty uh, happy about. It's a hack. 
I'll say that right away. So anybody who goes there uh, should know that NetSuite will not bless this, even though NetSuite support kind of suggested I should do it the way I did it, but it's not official. Um, and there's some other, some other cool stuff there, so you can check it out yourself. In terms of other things I'm working on, recently I um, implemented a three-way match engine. And for those who don't know what three-way matching is, it's uh, uh, an accounts payable process where you compare um, basically the, the values and data from your vendor bill to that on the item receipt and the purchase order and see if there, there's significant variance. And essentially we had, we had a partner implement something for us that didn't quite work and I, and I wrote it from scratch. And while I was writing it, I was thinking, why do we, why is, why is it so hard to do this? I mean, why don't we just have some open source stream match engine out there that pretty much does what it should do? And so that's something I'm, I've been working on when I have time, and maybe at some point in the near future, I'll be able to, uh, to share it uh, in one form or the other. I've not yet figured out whether it's to be a product or to be completely free or whatever, but that's something on my, uh, definitely on my, on my list. The other thing that I want to explore, so on my to-do list is, I haven't done much with, um, with test automation in NetSuite, partly because NetSuite just makes it hard, but also because I haven't had uh, the time or uh, access to good resources. But recently I, I attended a, a webinar organized by uh, StrongPoint. That's one of the audit tools, uh, two companies uh, actually based here in Canada. And, and they walked through how they do their test automation. And I got some uh, interesting ideas there and some inspiration. So. Uh, whenever I have the time, I want to actually play around with that. Uh, also, in 2020.2 or even one, I'm not sure now, NetSuite released some unit test, uh, unit test uh, framework and solutions that kind of make testing get closer to what I'm used to as, a, as coming from development world. So I want to explore those, those areas a bit and see uh, to what extent uh, I can leverage that in, in in, in my work, because whenever the release is coming, we have to do all these tests. We have lots of workflows and stuff. I, I want to automate some of that stuff so I don't have to do all the manual testing uh, with each release, but also so I know when things break and all that. So mm-hmm. um, those are kind of stuff on my on my short-term list of, of things that uh, I'm either working on or I'm looking forward to working on in the short term. So you have quite a list. Yes. <laughs> we will... Definitely put links to all of that stuff in the show notes. Um, one thing I want to ask is you're, you're asking for contributors and how do what's the best way for people to, you know, someone has an idea, they want to write your fixed assets management article. How do they yeah. get in touch with you? How do they say, hey, I have an idea and I want to write for NetSuite Insights? Yes, that's good. Um, there are two ways. Just reach out to me on LinkedIn, send me a message. That's probably the easiest way. I, I check LinkedIn at least once a day so I'll, you get a response fast. Or send an email to stories at netsuite-insights.com. Um, that will also get to me. And your idea doesn't have to be fully refined. I can work on it with you. Um, but uh, of course, I expect that you invest some time and let me wonder who are interested. As you guys probably know, writing articles, especially when they're research in nature, take time. So, um, and I'm also quite critical about what, what I put out there, even if it's in your name, obviously. So um, just reach out to me, let's talk, and, and uh, either via LinkedIn or via email and, 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 and work, on, work on your ideas together. That would be a great pleasure for me. 
That's awesome. Well, we'll be sure to put the links in the in the show notes. Uh, wrapping up, I would thought we would do uh, Eric what we did last week, where we at the end of the show we would um, talk about something uh, interesting or cool that we've discovered, you know, since the last podcast, and share that with uh, with everyone. Do you, you want to go first? And I do not. I pass. <laughs> You're not going to do it? Okay. Uh, Chidi, I know we kind of sprung this on you without giving you any warning, but is there any resource, book, anything that you're enjoying or would recommend that you want to tell people about right now? Yeah, I was thinking about it because I heard it from last podcast. I don't have anything particular. I, I must say, though, that the, the book you shared last time, um, the, the novel, the novel, Natural Story book, I don't remember the name, but uh, actually I've bookmarked it. It's one I would like to read because uh, I, I don't I don't do a lot of reading. That's the truth, but uh, it sounds interesting enough to uh, spend some time. No, I don't have any anything useful that I, I that comes to mind that I can share with the, with the community right now. Just I, I'm just walking insights. and enjoying my walk. That's yeah, that's it really. <laughs> that's with insights. Nothing, um, nothing else at th- at this moment. <laughs> Well, I've got two, so I'll make up for, for Eric not having one. <laughs> so I stumbled upon... I'll have one. Just uh, come back to me. <laughs> oh, okay. I stumbled upon a video uh, earlier in the week. I think somebody linked to it from LinkedIn. And it's actually um, an interview with Larry Ellison by um, their uh, VP of Oracle's uh, CX Cloud, the Customer Experience Cloud. And it's an interesting interview. It's interesting to see um, Larry Ellison kind of laid back and just talking, you know, about his vision for how just, I'm not going to do it justice, but I'll be sure to link that into the show notes as well. If you get, if you guys get a chance, definitely check it out. Um, The other thing that I kind of excited about was uh, last weekend being the total geek that I am. I finally um, started to explore the free, uh, tier of the Oracle Cloud infrastructure service. Um, I do a lot of work with Amazon's uh, cloud offerings, AWS. And so I was curious about what Oracle had to offer and started experimenting a little bit with their MySQL service. And they have a service that's very similar to Amazon S3. And um, it's interesting to see their approach to these types of services. I, you know, I'm not deep enough in it yet to really draw any conclusions, but um, it's nice that they do offer that free tier, and uh, so if you're if you're curious about it, I encourage people to check it out, and we'll link to that as well. So, anyway, I think that's it. So we'll, I'll loop back to you, Eric. Did you say you did have something? Or? Oh, it is not Netsuite related at all, um, but I have been for a long time now. I try to read every morning uh, something that's not work related. So for a long time, I have been reading uh, the writings of Alexander Hamilton, uh, American founding father. And I'm like 600 pages through the 1400 page (laughs) uh, collection of his writings. Um, And for the last like week or so, I have been slogging through this uh, report on or his plan for the, the public credit system and the national bank. And somehow he even makes that interesting and persuasive and you can't help but agree with him. And his, his writing style is just amazing. And so I've been trying to figure out how do I incorporate this into my own writing? 
Um, so it's been a fascinating read, if not a long list of how to tax liquor in <laughs> colonial America. Um, but uh, so that's been it's been super interesting, not that sweet related at all, but it is fascinating. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that about does it for the for this episode. You want to close it out? Sure. Well, first, Chidi, I mean, thank you so much for joining us and being brave enough to be our first guest here. We we definitely appreciate your time and, and all the work you're doing on that's Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm, uh, I really love this initiative. Once I saw it last week, I was like, great, that's something that looks like something great and I'm happy to be here. And whenever you need someone to chat with, I have a list of stuff we can talk about. So great. obviously others go first because there's a, there are other people too that have great stuff to talk about. But if you need someone, always I'm always here to, uh, to hop on and have a nice chat with you like today. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. All yeah. right, well, I guess that does it. Yeah, we hope you join us next time for more Sweet Script stories. Bye-bye.